0: Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Hello and welcome to the Gooners all back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series looking specifically at Arsenal's transfers every morning at 8am. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. No green screen again this morning. Apologies but I just there's just no way right now. Uh, A lot of you have probably seen a lot of the uh, viral videos that have been spreading from the UK uh, in particular kind of the fires alongside the roads that for context is about 10 15 minutes from my house so uh yeah as you can imagine it's it's ridiculously warm still here in the UK um contextually for us it's is very different to the rest of the world we've never experienced kind of forest fires before so it kind of gives you an idea of how different this is um for us so yeah there's no green screen because it's still ridiculously warm and if you can hear the fan in the background I can only apologize. Um, But do drop a like on the video. Do subscribe to the channel if you are new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Uh, Thank you for tuning in, as always. And without further ado, let's crack on with today's stories. We start with the full length trailer for the Arsenal All or Nothing series from Amazon Prime dropping yesterday. We did a full reaction and breakdown of that trailer. And uh, I tried to cover 22 things that you might have missed. I'm sure there's plenty of you that didn't miss them. Uh, And to be honest, the way in which Arsenal fans are so good with their investigatory skills, I'm surprised if anyone missed anything from those trailers. But if you want to get a breakdown of that trailer, that is one of the last videos up on the channel. I did that show yesterday. So well worth a look. Moving on to the transfer stories, Fabio Vieira. Uh, who joined us, of course, from Porto in the summer. He's now outside training with the ball, which is really, really good. I'd be surprised if he's involved in today's game against Orlando City, but he could have some involvement in the game against Chelsea before the US Tour finishes. If not, then it's most likely he'll have some form or part to play in the friendly against Sevilla, which takes place next weekend. So Fabio Vieira closing in on that Arsenal debut. Really looking forward to that indeed. Marcelo Flores is the next player to discuss. He is set to join Real Oviedo on loan next season. That's according to reports in Spain. Still needs to be confirmed by English sources still, but uh, those in Spain are suggesting that he is close to being announced as a new Real Oviedo player on loan next season. This potentially gives us one of the big answers as to why he didn't go on the US tour. One of the suggestions was that he was closing in on a potential exit be that permanent or otherwise. Thankfully, it is only a lone exit this summer. But Real Oviedo will give him the opportunity to play a lot more regularly and also the ability, of course, to develop and improve to reach a level where he can try and fight for a place in the senior squad, perhaps in 2023. Now, Gabriel Magalhaes isn't going anywhere this summer, despite the fact that there are plenty of clubs that are interested in him. He's already rejected Juventus and Juve have instead gone for Bremer, of, uh, of Torino as a replacement for Matthias delict They wanted Gabriel and they couldn't get him. Um, so considering the fact that we've got a player in Gabriel that a lot of people want, that is a really, really good thing. You know, it's a good thing that, pl- that teams want our players. You know, yes, it's frustrating. Yes, it's worrying. Yes, we would rather see the players not have to worry about being linked to other teams. But because they are, it's a sign that we're signing players that other teams want. Want so, really strong uh, that Gabriel should be staying with Arsenal next season, but don't expect these links with other clubs to go away anytime soon. It's going to become more regular as Arsenal's recruitment improves compared to what it has done previously. Now, the big news of the day, I suppose, really is Alexander Zinchenko remaining uh, in that headline piece. He is expected to join up with the Arsenal tour squad today. He will do his medical. He will sign with the club. And there will be an announcement very, very soon on this one. Indeed, after everything was agreed with the player, there was some small doubts yesterday morning that I saw cropping out of certain places about whether or not this deal would indeed be happening. Um, but yeah, look, as I, I, Zinchenko, was this This is a deal that was always going to push through. And it looks to, to be that there will see an announcement probably before the end of this week, if not in the next couple of days or so so really strong really really good news Alexander zinchenko will be a arsenal player and uh yeah absolutely buzzing uh to see that uh freddie says i thought you would be wearing the arsenal black away kit today it's on order but it's taking quite some time to get here uh there are a lot of people who wanted that kit and it has extended delivery times here in the uk don't you worry as soon as it is here i shall be adorned with its greatness. Yuri Tillemans continues to be linked with Arsenal, as we well know. However, the Athletic have claimed that it is going to take some outgoings before Arsenal are able to go ahead and try and sign the Belgian international. For everybody that was wondering, why is it taking so long for Arsenal to make a decision? Yes, there were things that were going on at the start of the window. But of course, since Arsenal have made some extra moves, and especially now Zinchenko has arrived, who can, of course, play in midfield, What we've got is a situation whereby Arsenal are going to have to move on some players before we can sign any more in the midfield. Lucas Torreira, Ainsley Maitland-Niles are the obvious two that you would think would be available for transfer to move out of the club. That said, of both of those players, Torreira's only agreement has been with Valencia, and yet there's been no official movement on that one yet. Ainsley Maitland-Niles was linked to Nottingham Forest, but that has also gone pretty cold in the last couple of weeks or so. So it is still proving a bit of a tricky situation to solve for Arsenal and Edu, I predict that this could be a deal that happens towards the end of the window when Arsenal are, you know, seeing more offers and late moves coming in for their surplus talent as players and teams start to go to plan B, plan C, plan D, because they didn't get their primary options in the market. They'll start to go for some of Arsenal's surplus players who will be available come the end of the summer window. And so, therefore... That means it would open up a move to go for Yuri Tielemans. David says, why are we so bad at selling players? To be honest, it's not necessarily to do with an ability to sell players. It's more so an ability to have bought those players previously. You, as we've discussed on the channel before, how do you sell a player that nobody wants? That's always going to be the biggest question that has got the most tricky thing to answer. The answer is that you really can't unless you're just giving them away. And at that point, you start seeing Edu and, and co getting criticized for not selling well enough. Arsenal need to try and sell better, absolutely. But they are getting into a position where the players they are signing are going to be more coveted. They are still trying to get rid of players that were signed a long, long time ago. And it's only the likes of Pablo Marie still that are being made available for transfer that were signed under the current regime. But still, it's very, very difficult to sell players that no one is really coming in for, especially when you've put them on ridiculous wages, as we have done with quite a few of them. And lastly, Lucas Paqueta. Uh, Now, there were reports yesterday that supposedly Arsenal remain keen on trying to get a deal done for the player. The player remains very keen on making a move to the Premier League. Whether or not this is a deal, again, that happens, I think also will be dependent upon Arsenal moving some players out before the summer is done. I think that for those that wanted to see all of Arsenal's business done before the start of the season, just like I did, ultimately are going to be a little bit disappointed. It's not going to get done before the start of the season. And the biggest reason behind that is because of the amount of players we just haven't been able to shift. And I certainly understand why we've not been able to shift those players either um it's just a frustration obviously and there's going to be a lot of criticism about the club not necessarily getting in the players before the window starts but if we're being sensible and objective about this we have a lot of players that are just going to move at the end of the window they're just the types of players that move towards the end of transfer windows and until that happens we're not going to be able to bring other players in we've brought in five to six players already this summer five players i think it is jesus turner uh, Marquinhos, Vieira and now Zinchenko. That's five players in and we've only got rid of you know, youth guys on loan, really. No one else has really gone at this stage, especially from a senior perspective. You can only bring in so many before you start thinking, wow, we really need to move some players on. So we're going to have to wait and see who ends up moving on from the club. But until that happens, the likes of Paqueta, the likes of Tillemans, are not going to be joining until that indeed does happen let's uh, uh let's go into the chat box and your questions where we're going to tackle as many of them as we can so if you indeed do have any this is now the time to start throwing them into the chat box also if you haven't done so already to leave a like on the video and subscribe to the channel we've been hitting a thousand likes quite regularly on our transfer morning shows So it would be great if we could continue that thing takes you just a second to press that button but uh let's let's tackle these after this quick break Okay, then uh, let's jump into the chat box. Uh, I know that we've got a couple of super chats uh, as well that I'd like to get to as well and a brand new member to welcome. Yes. And what a brilliantly named account. Yes. And and what's your point? Uh, thank you so much for becoming a member and helping support the channel. I'm sure the chat box is welcoming you in lots of creative ways, uh, considering your YouTube handle. But thank you for the continued support on the channel. Tom Sabol, thank you so much, mate, um, for, the, uh, for, for the... I'm laughing because Tom sent me a message this morning um, in which he uh, appears in the Arsenal announcement trailer for The away It, as you can see in his picture on the screen. Fantastic stuff, Tom, and congratulations on getting involved in that uh, kit announcement video. It was fantastic with Aston Mack, and and you certainly played your part. But Tom says, ordered my black Odegaard shirt. I'll give Magic Mike some Gulf Coast Gunner swag to bring uh, with him to the wedding if he survives the week in Orlando. Saturday will be epic. Yes, uh, it's going to be a great weekend, I'm sure, for a lot of you guys. And thank you. Uh, I know that Mike might end up having to take a ridiculous amount of stuff from the sounds of things over to the U.K., there's um, <laughs> so many different supporters groups that I think are going to get in contact with him about that we haven't said good morning to people yet to be fair so let's do that uh, Matt G, good morning to you, to Mark, to Paul to Simon and Ozzy and Mikey and Elder uh, Blackshine Jose, Morgie, Uh, we've got Afsar and Dave and Thomas and Nyamdi, uh, we've also got Ansar and Ife and Marcus too and everybody else, thank you so much for continuing to join the show and make this part of your morning routines. Let's tackle some of those questions then. Uh, I'm sure we've got plenty flying into the chat as we speak. Uh, Chrissy says, big up Tom, thank you mate, we need to hurry up before teams like Chelsea and United etc. start sniffing around our targets. What is the bloody hold up we still need three more players after Zinchenko. The holdup, as we've discussed, Chrissy, is now moving players out. That is the barrier. That is the obstacle that Arsenal face in stopping them from signing players. Uh, they need, not because they need the money, but they need to clear the decks. They can't just bring players in and then get stuck with a lot of players. You can't do that. It would be mental for the wage bill, it would be ridiculous for the squad mentality. They need to move players out before they can start bringing anyone else in really um let's go to uh francois who says from richmond virginia hi tom at some point last season it was known that arsenal was two players shy of a top four challenge i want to believe that michelin and I do have that in mind this time and uh, i mean we've added five including zinchenko so you'd have to say you know that that's looking good at this stage uh Let's go to Nile or Nye, uh, who says uh, the big sources like Romano and Ornstein have dismissed Paquetta as a player we're after. It's just admiration. Not sure why we keep talking about it because other links keep cropping up. That's why, um, you know, despite Romano and Ornstein, it wasn't Ornstein, to be fair. I believe it was James McNicholas that really kind of pulled cold water on it from the athletics point of view. If it gets linked, we will talk about it. That's how the show works, and uh, it certainly did yesterday. Uh, Hamster says, would you rather win the Europa League and finish sixth or Arsenal finish fourth and get knocked out in the Europa League semis? Win the Europa League, without a shadow of a doubt. It's a trophy. I'd rather win the trophy and get into the Champions League that way Absolutely. Uh, Matt G says, do you think all or nothing will change fans' opinions for better or worse of any players? Yes, I think it will. I think it will affect it in both ways. I think in terms of those that really just hate the manager and can't ever give him any kind of praise I think it will probably make them feel even more hatred towards him irrationally I think that for people that like the manager and like the players in the club it should also emphasize those positive feelings I think you're going to see a lot of varying views across the spectrum I'm just going to close this blind because I'm realizing bright it is outside the window um, but I think you're going to see a big spectrum of different views on the series and on different players as well I'm looking forward to seeing ultimately what comes out of it I think that we should see some really interesting scenes of you know behind the scenes stuff the interactions between players possible potential kind of theory and process behind signings and the controversies that also go on you know a lot was made of the the scuffle on the training pitch between Cedric and what looked like Lacazette as well this is a very regular occurrence on training field. Sometimes tackles go in too hard. Sometimes after defeats, things are said and it can cause little scuffles. It's not a big deal. It happens on every football pitch. And i tell you what, it happened a hell of a lot more 20, 30 odd years ago. So uh, it's not something that I think people need to really read too much into um david says saliba or white white at the start of the season and saliba will work his way and compete into the team i am sure harry says who are your top targets for the winger position as i've mentioned a few times pedro Gonchalves would be my pick rusa diaby is staying at Bayer leverkusen he's already come out and said that now so he's not going anywhere this summer um so pedro Gonchalves for me is the one portuguese speaker of course because he is portuguese so would fit in quite nicely with that portuguese speaking group that we have at the club um, Mr. Smith says, as a semi-retired sports psychologist, I'm looking forward to watching the All or Nothing documentary. I mean, from that point of view, seeing kind of the dynamics and the social interactions of the players, that's going to be cool, you know, seeing their mindsets as well and what they feel and how they react to certain situations. It's going to be very interesting and, uh, educating, I think, about the whole city, educational, rather about what's, what we're going to see. Uh, Mohamed says, uh, are we ready for a top four fight with what we have? Plus Telemans, Europa League might also be competitive, With United in it as well, can we win the Europa? Look, I think we've got a squad that showed last season that it can punch above its weight and what people might expect. I think with the players that we've signed, Jesus in particular, we've added some real quality. I'm excited about what Fabio Vieira can bring. We've not even seen him yet. I'm excited to see what the likes of Zinchenko does to this team. And I think you've got a player in Marquinhos that's a little bit of an unknown. But we do need more. You know, We need to bring in a central midfielder, and I still think we need to bring in a wide player but we've got in some really important and quality players this summer. Uh, HK says, Good morning, Tom. I believe we'll be seeing Zinchenko play similarly to the way Xhaka functioned when he was at left back, starting at left back with the main positioning at left central midfield which would help us get one more player into the final third. Yeah, I think he's going to play in that inverted role that he's played a lot at Manchester City. I think we're going to see a similar dynamic with Zinchenko at Arsenal. I think he's going to get loads of opportunities. Tierney's faced plenty of injury problems. Xhaka's faced plenty of disciplinary problems in terms of red cards and suspensions. I think Zinchenko is going to get plenty of game time next year. Uh, let's go to Akshat who says thoughts on Gonzalo Gedge, uh, being the mystery winger Valencia financial issues and have an agreement with Torreira. Maybe a deal could be done. Gedge is a good player, yeah. Look, I think that Gonzalo Gedge is a player that had a lot of promise three or four years ago, but his stock has certainly dropped in the years following. Just having a quick check on his numbers from last season, I did lose track of him last year, but. I know that he was very much highly rated when he was on loan from PSG, for instance. Last season, he got 11 goals and six assists. I mean, that's pretty good. You know, pretty darn good. He played in a number of positions, played 10 games at centre forward, 15 games at second striker, four games on the right wing and five games on the left wing. He played quite a lot in the middle, it seems. I imagine that was maybe alongside someone. Valencia have played 4-4-2 uh, for, for a while, I think. I know they've switched at times, but... Maybe that's why he's getting the amount of goals that he did, because he's playing a lot of games more centrally. Um, But still, it's a good return. I I don't know how much Valencia would ask for him. He's valued at 36 million, according to Transomart. I'm not sure he's worth that much. I don't think I'd go over 30 million for Gonzalo Gage. But it could be a potential option, Act shout, Not a bad shout. Not a bad shout indeed. Uh, Let's go to uh, Oso, who says, Unpopular opinions. Saliba starting against Crystal Palace. Two, Martinelli isn't scoring enough goals. Is he good enough? And three, we need another attacking outlet and we would uh and we would work with Jesus. Uh I think Saliba won't start against Crystal Palace unless there's a fitness issue with Ben White. I think that Martinelli, you're right, didn't score enough goals towards the end of last season, needs to add more goals to his game. I don't think they're unpop, I don't think that's unpopular. Um, and in terms of we need another attacking outlet, I don't think that's unpopular either. I think a lot of people would agree that we need to see that as well. Um, let's go to uh, Nuna, who says, thoughts on uh, signing Belotti as an alternative plan B on a free. I think he would be good for us. If you can sign him up to a one or two year contract, then yes. But if he wants a three plus year deal, then no, we need to be sensible but I like the idea of signing one on a free and being that different kind of plan b option as a striker is he really going to start over either of Jesus or Enketia? people might go Enketia, are you mad he's been playing in Serie A but I really don't think I'd want to start him over Enketia. I think I'd rather start Enketia N- uh, over Belotti at this stage because I think it's worth putting more time and developmental minutes into Enketia than it would be someone in the twilight years or the twilight zone of their career or entering that at least. HK says, what's the update on Saka's contract? Talk's still ongoing. Club's still confident about getting that renewal. Saka still wants to stay at the Arsenal. It seems like it'd be a matter of time, but these things are difficult and take some time. And Saka's agent, who is the same as as and Balogun's, will be looking for a lot of money for his client, I am sure uh let's go to uh daniel who says morning tom i find it interesting that champions league has not been a factor in attracting players do you think our business would have been different had we have got fourth yes i do i think you probably would have seen us go for another striker i just think the extra extra capital that we would have got from being in the champions league could have changed things i think we probably would have ended up getting someone like lissandra martinez i think we may have ended up getting someone like possibly rafinha who knows I know Rafinha had his heart very much set on Barca, but if we'd have been able to go in at the start of the window with Champions League football to tempt him, maybe that would have tipped the balance in an early stage of the window for someone like him. And who knows, maybe we would have been able to to change some of the ways we would have gone for some other players. Maybe we don't get Marquinhos, maybe we get someone else, maybe something else happens. I think that there would have been differences and more spending power from Arsenal. But... uh, Not wildly different. And I think that's a credit, you know, to what we've done so far to say, I mean, you look at Spurs' window, for instance, Spurs have had a window that they could have had if they were playing in the conference league. It's not been impressive from my perspective. I know people disagree and that's fine. You're allowed to. It's opinions. I haven't been impressed by their window and had Arsenal had a comparative window like them this year, and I believe we've had a stronger window so far, I would have been frustrated with the signings that they've made contextually. Um YG says, uh, hey, Tom, if you can put a percentage on it, how confident are you that we make another signing after Zinchenko's unveiling? I'll give it about an 80%. Yeah, I'll give it an 80% in terms of confidence that we make another signing after Zinchenko. I'm pretty confident that Arsenal will move for another player. As I say, I think they're going to have to move players on first. I think it's probably going to happen in the latter stage of the window now because a lot of the players that we have at the club that we want to sell are the types of players that leave in the final few weeks of the window even on deadline day. So yeah, but I'm about 80% confident. I would say that Arsenal are going to sign one more. I said it would be two. I said we'd sign one more before the season starts and one after Zinchenko seems to be the one before the season starts. And I think there'll be another, either like a Tielemans or a Paquetta that will come after the window. uh, Sorry, the the season starts. So yeah, I'm pretty confident at this stage that we still will sign someone else before the season uh, get not gets underway, but certainly before the window closes. Um, Let's go to Anas, says, what about the transfer of Yuri Tillemans? We have discussed that. As I said, it seems like he looks closer to staying right now, but if Arsenal managed to move off a few players from their books, I imagine that situation may change quickly. Uh, let's go to VW, says, hang on, didn't Arsenal just make over 70 million in shirt sales for another striker? 70 million? I don't think so. I mean, I think they made over a million on the opening day of... Um, The away shirt sales, which was a club record, but 70 million. I'm pretty sure that wasn't the case. Uh, Rail says, uh, hi, TC. Pundits always talk about the difficulties of selling players on a high wage. Surely this can be renegotiated to facilitate a move. Are the contracts that rigid? It's not about necessarily the contracts being that rigid rail. It's about the players demanding that amount of money. If you're on 140,000 pounds per week, and you've been on that amount of money like Pepe has for, say, three seasons. Your lifestyle adjusts in three years. Your life adjusts to earning that amount of money. If You think about it, even in the context of, you know, you and me working, you know, very rarely do you go down in terms of how much money you earn unless you make a big career change. That's certainly what happened to me when I quit teaching with the hope of trying to get into journalism. I had to take a massive cut. So unless you're taking kind of a big career move, you know, going down in money doesn't tend to happen all that often. It's the same in football. If your lifestyle is adjusted to earning that amount of money, you know, you are therefore going to have to change the way you live to make that cut. And that's why players are reluctant to take pay cuts, even on that level of money. You might think, but they're on ridiculous money. They must have loads. They're millionaires. And you're right. They are. But again, if their life has been adjusted to the wage that they are on, if you're asking them to take more than half of a pay cut, That's a huge change to someone's lifestyle that has adjusted to living on that amount of money, no matter how much that level of money is. It's just contextually what happens. So I hope that gives you some kind of uh, answer (laughs) and and I hope that made sense. Uh, Data for the World says, Tom, my dream signing right now is Milinkovic Savage. Me too. Uh, I believe he will massively improve us and maybe put us in the top three. What do you think? I can't disagree with you. I, I would absolutely love to see Sergei Milinkovic-Savic join Arsenal. I think it would be an absolutely fantastic piece of business by the club. I hope it's something that we can do, but I don't think it's realistic, unfortunately. Uh, Freddie, I've got Odegaard on the back of the away shirt. It's just my favourite player. Uh, so it was a pretty simple one for me to do. Uh, let's go to Jasmeet, who says, thoughts on my top five targets for our left-footed wingers, Sane, Anthony, Aliz, Ziek, and Pedro Neto. Uh, I think of those five, realistically, Ziyech, Elise and Neto are who you would end up getting. Sane is, is not going to leave Bayern, I don't think. And Anthony is going to go for 80 odd million euros. We're not going to buy him. Um, does Elise improve on what we've got? Is he a smart move for that position? I'm not necessarily so sure that it is. I'd rather see Arsenal go for a, a mid-20s kind of wide player rather than another prospect like Saka. Ziyech. Haven't been entirely convinced by him, so Chelsea definitely would sell him. Whether it's to us, I'm not sure. They may rise the price, but I've not been massively convinced by him in the Premier League. And Neto is a little bit of an unknown factor because, of course, that injury record. We don't know how he's responded to that. He didn't, you know, hasn't hasn't really had an opportunity to to get back into the the gist of things in terms of, of playing. So, Pedro Neto, I'm not sure I would go for. So, Jasmine, sorry to to pour cold water on your five, but I would go elsewhere. I would go to a Pedro Gonchalvez. I think I'd rather go and take a risk, and maybe even on an Asensio type um, over those uh, right now. Just that mid twenties style player, you know that that's the area of age profile I want to see us move for for a, a wide player to give us that more immediate impact. So there you go. Um, let's go to Mr. Smith. He says Cronky has back's the manager. Edu said more signings are coming. He also told Paul Merson two big signings would be made before the end of this window. Look, I can't. I think that we have to be in a position where. The manager is the sole place you can point the finger. That's where we want to be. And I've mentioned this before. I don't want to be able to point towards anything else other than the manager. And I've been able to because we've had a lot of things affect us that weren't within Arteta's control last season, like the injuries. And I think that we need to be in a place where if we get injuries next season, we have strengthened so that we don't need to worry about them as much. And that's what I want so that at the end of the season, we can realistically all have just the one person to point the finger towards if we fail it makes my job a hell of a lot easier if that's the case um, and it creates much much less debate as well so i think we're moving on the right track clearly we're willing to spend money i hope that we can get in the players that we still need before the end of the window and we can move the players out that we absolutely still need to get out um Lynn says tom this mystery player would you say he's the midfielder or the winger i think he's the midfielder Lynn I think he's the the Thielemans alternative. That's who I think the mystery player is. That said, the winger, I'm not entirely sure who they're going to go for now. I really don't know who the the, the wide player would be. Uh, Anna says links of Angola Kanta are they true? I don't think they have too much weight to them. Uh, obviously, we saw that come out. I think it was from the Daily Star. I don't think there's a wild amount of uh, legitimacy to the potential of, of Kante joining Arsenal. Do Arsenal have an, an interest? Have they been maybe following him? Have they considered him? Maybe there's nothing to suggest that they wouldn't have done. Is it a realistic sign this summer? I don't think it is, um, but I would take him despite a lot of people disagreeing with me. I, I would take N'Golo Kante on a one or two year contract uh has the emirates finished its refurbishment uh seb that's a great question and the honest answer is i don't know um we will know come next weekend when the emirates cup returns whether or not changes have been made but i don't know is is the answer you know if, I'll, I'll try and give anyone an answer to a question if i think i can give them one but uh yeah no i can't give you an answer for this one i'm afraid i don't know uh javi uh, javi says uh finally time able to catch this one uh it's 2 30 a.m here in i'm assuming jm is jamaica um thank you for tuning in javi really appreciate your time as always uh it would be great if it is savage Lynn. it would be brilliant if it's milinkovic savage that would be a absolutely wondrous signing for arsenal to make uh, dominic says what are the odds of arsenal signing a wide player and a midfielder just wide player or just mid? I think the odds of signing both are 50-50. I think the odds of signing one or the other about, as I said earlier, about 80% confident I am that we would get one or the other, I think it's 50-50 that we get both um, at this stage. That may dip the closer we get to the end of the season, of course. But I do think that most of our business now, in terms of incomings, will happen in the last few weeks of the window because of the way in which we need to sell players before we can bring players in. Uh, let's go to Harry. Who says, does Jesus count as a homegrown player? No, he doesn't. I'm pretty sure he doesn't. He joined at 19 years of age and you, you need to play three years before your 21st birthday. And I'm pretty sure he just missed that quota. Had he have joined a year earlier at City, then I think he would have counted as homegrown, but I don't think that he does. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm confident in saying that he doesn't count as homegrown. He would have had to have that extra year in English football to count as homegrown. Uh, Data for the World. says, sorry again. Have you seen Nagelsmann's thoughts on Barcelona buying top players while we all still think they don't have any money? Are you surprised how they're able to do this? Yeah, I quoted the tweet uh, from Fabrizio quoting Nagelsmann saying, he's saying what we're all thinking. Let's be honest. He's saying what we are all wondering how they're doing it. We don't quite know how they're doing it. I'm not a financial expert. There might be some legitimate reasons how they're able to do it. I don't know. I don't know how they're doing it because my knowledge and understanding of the finances of football aren't in depth enough to make, you know, a a conclusion on it. But I don't know how they're doing it. (laughs) So hopefully something comes out that explains that or finds something a little bit darker involved with it. Uh, Let's round off the show with, uh, let's find a good question to finish the show with. there's a lot of stuff to be honest. Like I understand people joining late, but there's a lot of stuff that we have answered. Like we've talked about Tielemans, we've talked about Gonzalo Gedge, we've talked about outgoings, we've covered all of those things. If you want to rewatch the, the show, we answer all of your questions. Uh they have already been answered as well. Outgoings we've we've already discussed. Um, James, let's finish with this. Do you agree we are having a superior window compared with our noisy neighbours, despite the lack of Champions League football? So far, yes. I would not swap our transfer window for their transfer window. It's as simple as that. I like the signing of Zinchenko. I love the signing of Jesus. I'm really intrigued by the signing of Fabio Vieira and Marquinhos. Turner was a good option to bring in at goalkeeper. I'd rather someone like him who's got more years on on him left than someone like Fraser Forster. Fraser Forster is a shot stopper, not known for his distribution. Matt Turner, whilst has got to improve his distribution, has already got a foundation to build on from that. You know, I am very happy with what we've done so far, but we need more and hopefully we can get more before the window finishes but i certainly not would not be swapping Transfer windows with them lot down the road. That is for sure. Uh, Thank you for watching the video. Do drop a like and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. There is not going to be a show tomorrow. No show tomorrow because I am doing the late shift tonight covering the game. I'm working from 8 p.m. till 4 a.m. So I'm afraid there will not be any uh, show tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. But I will endeavour to bring you shows on friday saturday and sunday so do bear with i'm not sure if there's going to be another show today however what i do want to say is that i still need your guys help because what we're doing on football london is the blog the match day blog and when i do the blogs i like to get you guys involved i like to get you onto the blog so the way in which you need to do this is just record a video of you talking about the game tonight if you're in the u.s amazing if you're going to the game, amazing. If you're not, great. Still send me these clips. I want you to, you know, just record a video clip of you talking about your thoughts about the game, who you're excited to see, what your thoughts are around Zinchenko maybe as well, and we'll get you onto the blog. All you need to do is record that video, tweet it out with the hashtag FL at any point throughout the day, and it will go into the blog. If you're watching the game and can record something in a reaction to something that happens in the game, do that as well. It really, really does help me out. It helps out the blog. It helps out so much. And I know a lot of you guys support the channel in so many different ways. But this would really help me out too. So just tweet a video with your thoughts ahead of the game tonight. Hashtag FL Arsenal. And I'll get you into the blog. Keep it clean. Keep it safe. Keep it friendly, of course. uh, Because that makes it a lot easier for me to use them. Um, But yeah, it would really, really help me out if you indeed did go and do that. So I look forward to seeing uh, the videos and clips that we can get coming on to the blog this afternoon slash this evening. Uh, I hope you enjoy your day. I hope you stay out of the heat as much as you can and enjoy the football later tonight. Uh, Looking forward to that one. See you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute all your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfection order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. you in? at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com this podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport fan network TalkSport powered by fans.